Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Getting to Know You. Uh, my guest this week uh, is actually long overdue. Believe it or not, she was the second person that I asked to do this interview, and she turned me down the first time. And she said, because she wasn't, she said, uh, not yet. That's what she said. And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, I said, um, I, I called her a few days ago. And I said, it's yet. It's time to go, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Chris Fulcher is my guest, uh, which I'm sure many people know. Uh, Chris is um, uh, extremely active in all uh, many aspects of the parish. Uh, very selfishly, she happens to work closely with me as the chair uh, for the Faith Formation Committee, but you see her in, in a lot of different aspects of the parish, so I thought she was a great person to interview and to get to know a little more. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, John. Great to see you. That's great. I'm, I'm well. And how are you today? I'm great. I knew this was going to be fun. That's okay. That. Yeah, we're going to have fun. This is not. Yeah. Now you said I was extremely involved. I'd like to pull that back a little. I like to like keep expectations low. Would you say and then like go moderate, from there? Moderate to moderate. To I would say, I would say moderately involved because, like I. I want, I hope that more people would be more involved in church and I don't want people to feel like you have to be a hundred percent or nothing at all. And I feel like that's a trap that most of us get caught up in. So yeah. like I do what I can when I can. And sometimes that's more and sometimes that's less. You know, it's funny that you say so, that because I, it's, it is something I, I, um, I admire about you is that you are, you, you, you kind of, you, you are very engaged in, in the church, but then there's times that you just can't be. And you just say, this is just where I am. <laughs> and I just, yeah. can't right now. and there's no, like, there's never shame in that. There's just like, this, this is my limit. And then you uh, and another day are going above and beyond in a different way. So anyways, I just, I, I do, I think you model how to do church well. Well, thank you. Yeah. And that is something I had to learn the hard way. What do you mean? You know, well, I mean, I think most moms, when their kids are in elementary school, try to be everything and do everything. And, and I tried to do that. And I did. And that left me exhausted and just not in a good place. And so I, I pulled back and I kind of did that with everything. Like a good example um, of where I had to uh, admit that I couldn't do something was just the other night. Like I was supposed to do the January Jesus time, but right. I just couldn't. I would. I had been... I've been sick, I've been really limited with time and energy and I just fessed up. I have no good excuse other than that's that's what's going on in my life and I couldn't do it. And so it's just time to let it go. And that was, you know, well, uh, hopefully I mean, not too damaging. You do have a good excuse. I mean, even this interview, we're squeezing in, like we had the Faith Formation Committee meeting last night. Uh, you, I think you worked at Market Catholic Home today and you're squeezing this interview in between um, picking up your kids from school and yes. uh, doing voice lessons, correct? Okay, yes, but as long as I lay it out like an idiot, like this, <laughs> like I can do it. <laughs> and it's stuff that gives me energy and yeah. Do you, make that, right. do you make that little sheet every day? I make a list every day. Do you make a list? Are you a list person? I mean, I'm a, I'm a wannabe a list person. Uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm the, I, I would like to make lists. I, I can. Yeah value them but I very rarely actually make them <laughs> you like the idea of them I like the, idea the, of lists. the actual execution of it no I'm I'm the kind of list maker who like if I do something that's not on my list oh I put it on my list so I can cross it off and I've talked to other list makers and they all do it mm -hmm. they all do it mm -hmm. 
Right. That's not a sign of a bigger It's a thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> um, okay, uh, uh, first direct question. Uh, tell, okay. tell us about you. We've kind of, we've, we've circled around a lot of the activities that you do, but tell us about you. Okay, um, so I grew up in Minnesota, a small town in Southeast Minnesota near, it was, it's right between Rochester and Winona. So like my dad worked for the Mayo Clinic and um, my mom was an at-home mom, but she was also formerly a nurse and became a hospice nurse. And um, so I grew up in a small town and then I went to college at UW-Eau Claire, blue golds. <laughs> and nobody talks about the blue golds around here. So I gotta give them props. I, I, have um, to, I had no idea that's what the mascot was. Yes, I know, I know. Cause <laughs> I don't know what a blue gold is to this day. Um, and then I, so then after college, I moved to Minneapolis. I lived in Nashville for a while. I met Dave. He and I got married and we're still in the same house that we bought when we got married. Um, and we have two kids. Uh, we met through a mutual friend at Mel's. I'm dating myself. <laughs> if anyone knows what Mel's was. <laughs> Is it a ice cream shop? I'm glad you think so highly of me. <laughs> Is that a bar? <laughs> yeah, it was a bar, of course. How, how all Catholics meet, either at yes, mass that's or that's at right. a bar. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. And then we have two kids. Uh, Will is a sophomore at Marquette High, and Dory's a freshman at DSHA. And I hope she has your wife as a teacher someday. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and that's and then um, for work, I, I'm I've been primarily home with the kids, but while they were growing up, I've taught um, singing lessons to young singers, which worked out really nice when the kids were younger. And then just the last couple of years, I've started working part-time at the Milwaukee Catholic Home, um, which is fun. It's good stuff. Um, and you, then I also, oh, go ahead. How did you start um, teaching singing? Uh, well, I went back to UWM for a second degree right when Dave and I got married. And um, I originally went to Eau Claire for a music degree, but ended up getting a communications degree. But then I went to UWM because I was like, I had been working in TV news and working in a newsroom is really fun. And I was a video editor, it was great. Um, but I knew it wasn't my passion. It was fun, but I wasn't passionate about it. So um, I decided to go back to school for my music degree. And then after that, I met a, a wonderful pianist and singer that she and I worked together we called ourselves the Sentinel Ballroom and performed at retirement communities. And we did that until our kids got to be too consuming. Um, and I started teaching voice lessons and um, yeah, it's, it's been really nice, really nice balance for us as a family. It's cool. We're, we're so. looking to hire you at some point. When, when, okay. When we Bring have, it on for both or no, no for our daughter. I, I actually, okay. I'm a wonderful singer already. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, let's let's I'm hear joking. it, John. I'm joking around. Um, my, uh, but tell me about your work. At, what, what do you do at the Catholic home? Because I know you, I know a little bit about what you do, but. Well, generally I just fill in at the front desk and the front desk is really kind of the heartbeat of any of those types of organizations. So there's always a lot of stuff going on. Um, so um, I work, at, I fill in at the front desk and then most recently I was filling in uh, for someone who had to um, leave for a couple of months um, doing supportive living services, which is was new for me, really, and um, really fun. I mean, you get to know the residents um, and just lovely, lovely people. And I don't know, I feel like you can learn a lot from older people and 
Well, and one of the yeah. reasons I asked you about it was because I, I think it's it's another indication of how you live out your faith because the that kind of work uh, really upholds people's dignity, especially when um, um, I don't know when when people are older in life and and living uh, in in somewhat isolation, they mm -hmm. uh, you know just just going to meet with people can be such a, a wonderful thing. And I mean, yeah, a little bit about it. So I was thinking about that. Yeah, and I'm just feeling in for someone and I think of her and the people she's caring for because they're doing it long term. Yeah. And, um, you know, caregiving is very rewarding, but it's also, it can be exhausting in some ways. Oh, of course. Um, but so I really give props to the people who do it all the time. Yeah. There's a, um, a, a lot of amazing people that work at that place, including, yeah. including uh, the CEO. I heard he's pretty good too. He's fine. So anyway. Um, yeah. um, hey, he's great. He's great. Anything, uh, anything that people don't know about you, anything that would surprise us? Uh, my obsession with Harry Styles. <laughs> you mean what? something like that? You have a life-size Harry Styles in your living room. Yes. <laughs> I, these are things that only come in your house during a pandemic. <laughs> because this cutout I bought to uh, impress my daughter, um, but it just freaked her out because it was in her room. Um, and I was like, never in my life would I spend $43 on a piece of cardboard. But during a pandemic, I'm like, why not? Oh, it's amazing the things we bought during the pandemic. Oh, oh I bet. It's, yeah. yeah. Anything uh, that you're embarrassed about? Absolutely. One of the first things that Lisa bought when we went into shutdown was it was like uh, it's I think it was a Shark Tank thing where it was a board and you kind of swivel on it to exercise and cool, which we've never used. But <laughs> that's not even the worst part. Is the worst part was she bought two because we couldn't afford not to buy two of them. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called. It's taking up space somewhere in this house right now. Well, do you need to do a bonfire? Then yep, you know, yep, yep, you've yep. got some kindling for for your next bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me, uh, tell me about your faith, Chris. Um. Oh gosh, that feels so um, complicated. I guess, I guess my faith. I, I think about my faith as I look as the, I, like I knew you'd be asking me that question. So I was like, what is it about my faith? But I, I look at my faith as a, as a progression and a journey, not like you ever land anywhere and you never land in perfection. You never land. It's always a journey and it's always more to learn. And I love that about faith. You never and, finish or graduate. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I always think about, I love the quote, and I don't know who said it, um, you can never get enough of what you don't need. Because I think I spent so much of my life trying everything but God, like a lot of this, a lot of this, a lot of this, none of it satisfies, right? Because it's not what I needed. Yeah. So once I kind of landed in, you know, the camp of, okay, let's figure out how spirituality and faith and church all work together then that really started to make some changes for me. So um, things that helped me along in that way was like, um, of course, my, my parents and my mom and her faith was extremely influential on me. And she passed away when she was young. She was only 50 years old. And when she passed away, um, it started to occur to me that she had always kind of carried my faith for me. Like I knew that 
oh, someday I'll be a better person. Yeah. I got my mom praying. Our mom's yeah. taking care of that. And of, so when she passed away, yeah. Yeah. So when she passed away, I was like, oh, this is up to me. I have to graduate from a kid's faith to an adult faith. And that just doesn't happen magically, yeah. which is really kind of how I got involved with faith formation because I realized. I didn't really know much about our faith and how can you be on fire about something you don't know much about? And that's hard to, so I've been on this quest to learn more about our faith and to, you know, dig deeper and understand the church better. Because if you only know the surface of the church, that's, that's not good enough. And that's some of it's ugly, you know, Yeah. It, when you only know the tip of the iceberg and what's in the papers, cause that's abuse and that's corruption and, but the church is so much more. It's the people, you know. All that's definitely part of our story, but it's it's not. It's definitely not the only. Exactly, and I think it needs to be talked about and and discussed to to weed it out, to keep weeding it out. It's so important. And how how old? Go ahead. You, how old were you when your mom died? I was twenty six. Wow. I was twenty six. That's so yes. Yeah, so that was a big influence, and now I'm her age. So I'm trying to keep care of myself. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, a little further. Yeah, I'm sure I, I, yeah. I from, from my observation, you're doing a good job. But it, it, it dawned on me that idea that like you probably are helping to carry other people's faith now too. you being in that age in that role. I suppose. What do you think about that? <laughs> hmm. I have to think about that, John. That's a big one you threw at me. Well, I, but yeah, I, I guess we're all connected, right? And if the pandemic hasn't taught us anything, yeah. it's taught us that we are all connected, whether we like it or not. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I, I do. I'm not just like blowing smoke. I really do mean that. I mean, I, I'm sure you are that for your kids. But I will say, you know, when I accepted the position at St. Sebastian, you were one of the first people I called. Uh, we went out for coffee last summer mm -hmm. and talked about it. And yeah. And I, um, one of the reasons was because I knew you were so active in adult ministry, but I also knew that you were chairing the Faith Formation Committee. And I, I kind of, I honestly had a question, like, why do you do that? <laughs> you know what, why does- Yes. I, I yes. I asked you that. <laughs> yes, you did. You did. <laughs> and do you remember what I said? I, um, I, I don't know if I remember. You know, right now, I don't know exactly what you said verbatim. <laughs> um, oh, I do know what you said. I do remember what you said. You said something about um, uh, if, if I expect and if I desire good faith um, delivered and, and, and presented and um, taught to my children, I have to uh, pony up and you didn't use the word pony up, but you said I, I, have to I, have to, I have to hold my end of that responsibility too. That's exactly what you said. Oh, um, good. Yeah, that was a good answer from me. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank and you. I might have said pony up. I might have said pony up. You, you might have, yeah. Maybe that's. Uh, sure. yeah. <laughs> um, but but to me, it was like uh, I wish we all had that um, idea that uh, that 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 bringing about the kingdom of God is is a, a communal effort. <laughs> we all have to. Yeah, yeah. Part. And so, anyways, we I, are the hands and the feet. We yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I and I also knew that, I mean, so talk about how else you're involved, because I know that you've done a lot of other, you do a lot of other things in the parish. Um, well, I have in the past, I've, I've done cabaret, which is always great fun. Um, very silly. Yes. So I've heard, I love it. I, I've heard uh, the fun stories about you. Yes, yes. Good stuff. So you're, you're coming to the next performance, whenever that is. Absolutely. I'm there. Okay. All right. Um, so I've done a little bit of cabaret. I have... Um, 
I've taken part in the Martha ministry, which is cleaning the wood and keeping that all shiny. I've, um, I love doing the, the vigil. I wonder, yes. I wonder if people know what that is, cleaning the wood of the pews. Um, so the Martha ministry is um, caring for like the, the area around the ambo and the, and the altar yeah. and stuff like that. So taking care of that, it's not that intensive. But, but, it, but you're doing that in the church. And I bet a lot of people don't even know that, that happens. So that's, yeah, that's what I like. I like that. It's just this quiet thing. You get to be in the church where it's quiet and it's just you and whatever it is you're doing. Um, same with the vigil lights, like a um, couple times a year, I, I clean out the vigil lights and that's a ministry too. I forget what the name of that vigil, that ministry is. Okay. Um, gosh. And then Oh, and then I canter when well, I can. I was say you do something that's not in the background. Yes, and I am just I'm yin and yang, John. It's like I want to be completely alone or out in front. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been cantering? Um, since since we became members about twenty three years ago, and then I took a break while I was in school and stuff, and then came back to it. Um, but I I kind of feel I feel like it's such a privilege to be able to canter. So like usually before mass, you know, I just always pray to to have God help me in whatever way these people need. Um, and sometimes that means I mess up because I'm a human. Yeah. So yeah. So so sometimes that means so whatever that is, I just I just hope that it helps deepen people's experience in the mass because I know that music is really important to me when it comes to church and aesthetics and um, that's just the way I am so I feel bad that people that um, don't love to be up front or don't are really scared by that it's too bad they uh, that church isn't a more comfortable place for them because mm. really mass is is like a theater production in, in so many ways it incorporates so many of the arts and it's great to be able, it's an honor really to be a part of that. And That's I really, I've always said that. Uh, Patrick Schleiss said the same thing to me. He said, liturgy is like the perfect um, uh, balance between theater and prayer. And- uh, Oh and, yeah, which, yes. Which is his background too. And he said, that's why he yes. was found to it. And I had never had that thought before. I heard that now yeah. twice, like in a month. That's- uh, Right, right. Th there is yeah. presentation in it. Yes. So I love cantering and then I get the songs stuck in my head and I sing them around the house and everybody gets annoyed with me and it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a, and it's a wonderful gift you can give all of us too. So Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I had a, one other question about your involvement, but I lost it. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Well, let me ask you my last question. I'm read it. Okay. My last question is, uh, what, it, what, do you, um, what do you hope for the future, whether it's uh, a, a, about our parish or, or the, the greater world? What do you, what do you hope for? Um, I, I hope for our parish that people come back. Mm. When, it, they feel, when it's safe, I hope people come back. Like um, there's something really um, beautiful about seeing people in the pews and I didn't, I always loved that, but didn't realize how much I needed that until the pandemic, because there's many people that can't come to church and it's not safe for them in their situations. And um, so when we first came back to church and there was maybe 20 other people there, I was so grateful they were there, but I felt like something was missing. And it's like the church is the people. And so to have people at mass, and even when I'm cantering to look out and 
just see people all praying together. There's so much power in that. And, and I wish more people could experience that. And um, I hope people seek that out. That, so I, I, I mean, for me, I would love to see more people in the pews. I'm glad, I'm glad you said it. That was what, when I said, I'm forgetting something, that was exactly it. It was um, last week I had a, we did an RCA ritual and there, a few of those people had not been in mass for a while just because of the pandemic. And they said, I felt so, they said they, they made two comments. One, it felt so comfortable and two, it felt very safe. And uh, I, you don't really know that till you come back to the building. And of course, if you have um, a compromised immune system, you shouldn't come back yet. That being said, I think the church has done, um, the parish has done amazing work to make it as safe and as comfortable as possible for people. I agree, I agree. I mean, when I, I went to a different parish in, in my hometown and they did a good job, but they weren't quite as strict as ours is. And I felt much safer at St. Sebastian. Yeah. And, um, and the cleaning protocols after our, um, my, the, the RCA people were, were there after and they, they saw the spraying down of the pews and they're like, Oh, this is serious. And yeah. Is, yeah. That's part, that's part of our faith too, is to uphold people's safety and, and security. And, uh, right. and I've been impressed with how Sebs has handled that. And that's one thing I've always loved about Sebs is that, I mean, first of all, everyone is so down to earth yes. and um, very sincere and so conscientious. Like look at our facing racism group. I mean, I think last I heard there was 30 something people in there. Like, it just lit a fire for people and I, I and the human concerns and the great work that they do. And I just, there's just really wonderful ministries, you know, at work at St. Yeah, yeah, the Facing Racism Group has continued to impress me. And Lisa and I have, um, we serve on the education committee of that. And I think I told you the other night, we had that, uh, we just celebrated uh, Martin Luther King Day and we, we did a discussion about the, a letter from Birmingham jail. We had almost 40 people on a Zoom call. Yeah, that wanted, that's amazing. They wanted to spend their Monday night talking about a letter written 60 years ago. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, I think that's just amazing. That must've been really, like you said, they show up, they were in the pews. Yes, yes. They were there and that's was, just, yeah. It was it great. Really... And I, and I want to reiterate your, uh, sentiments about the church is the people, you know, and yeah. I, that is something I feel like in general, we're missing now. And I, um, I was just writing something about how the isolation just takes a toll on us mm -hmm. uh, because we are, because we're communal, because we're social people and, and like we crave to get back to there. So um, yeah. we're hoping everyone gets their vaccines and gets, uh, gets healthy and we get back to a sense of normal soon. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. Well, you're welcome, but John, don't be so quick to, uh, to take off. I, I, I was thinking since you get to ask people all these questions that I could just ask you like Brene Brown does these quick little, <laughs> you know, so I just have four. Well, you, you know that I'm a big, Are you, game? you know, I'm a big Brene Brown fan. So yes, yeah. I, I love her. All okay, right. So, okay. you're, so you're game. I'm game. I, I, uh, I reserve the right to cut this off at any point. <laughs> I guess you have the editing power, so yeah. yeah, you can do what you want. Okay, so the first one, uh, what is your favorite show right now, like that you're binging or your favorite show to binge? Easy, Cobra Kai. I can't get enough. <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh, yes. And, and here's what I love about Cobra Kai. I love Kai. Cobra Kai. Here's what I love. About, I will talk to anyone about Cobra Kai. Lisa is embarrassed every time I bring it up. 
I love Cobra Kai so much because it is nostalgic uh, to the yes. of the eighties. There's so many cut back, uh, scene cutbacks, um, but also it's it's a kind of a, it's a morality play, and it, but it's also light and makes fun of itself. And it has the perfect tone. I yes, that I, I totally agree. I love that it's in on the joke. Yes. It, you know, it can totally make fun of itself, but yet we love it. Like, yes, uh, I love oh it. Clearly, yeah. I've thought a lot about that. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that that was right there for you, too. Yeah, it was right there. Was no right problem. There. <laughs> okay, what book is on your nightstand? Oh. Um, or magazine. No, I, uh, there is a book on my night. Literally, there is a book on my nightstand. I'm reading um, all. I'm reading some different things right now because I'm getting ready to teach a class on discipleship. So I'm reading some Parker Palmer and um, some uh, Sister Joan Chittister, and I'm reading um, Father Jim Martin uh, as well as I'm rereading Just Mercy. But the literal mm -hmm. book on my nightstand is a book that my daughter gave me for my birthday called I Am C3PO. Uh, it is the autobiography by the person that plays C-3PO in the golden, in, in Star Wars, you know, the golden C Oh yeah, yeah. Story, she bought it for me for my birthday because she, and I quote, she thinks I don't read enough. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a dear. I love her. Yeah. I love her. I'm, I'm 10 pages in and my birthday was six months ago, but you know. Uh, That's it, okay. It's there. Are you like, are you like my husband where you've got like stacks of books and they've all been read about one third of the way. Yeah. Yeah. About a yeah. quarter. Okay. A quarter. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, in what ways do you embarrass your kids or one way? Is there one way in which you embarrass your kids? There's not one. There's many. <laughs> Can you choose one? Let me think. <laughs> well, I, I feel like my role as a, as a father is to embarrass, especially my daughter. Yeah. Oh, but uh, so if, if I can, uh, if I can break out some dance moves uh, in front of uh, people that she's trying to impress, that that would be my go-to move. Yeah, that's that's very effective. I bet it, it mortifies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> these are good questions. I'm going to show on to you. Okay, and and the last one is what is the one word if you can choose just one word that your wife would use to describe you? Oh, the first word that popped into my brain was messy. I, I don't know if that's honest. I like it. Yeah. But it was the first one because she uh, she has this running joke whenever she talks about me about how I don't pick up my socks. Uh, I take my socks off everywhere around the house, uh, which I, is probably true. But um, sure. she plays it up a little, a little much, I think. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, but I also. Well, John, that's all I have for you. Oh, do you have another one? <laughs> What's that? You, gotta, you have another word? Oh, I was I was gonna try to come up with something more sincere, but I actually can't. I think she okay, think that's she's the best a very nice person, but she definitely thinks I'm messy. So <laughs> this is beautiful. Fun. Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. No one, no one has, uh, uh, no, no offense to any other people, but no one's asked me this before. So I think it speaks, I think it speaks to your generous spirit and uh, and your playful. Well. I think we want to know more about John Metz. So. <laughs> well, I am. I do feel like I'm getting to know people. I, I, I feel like yeah. there was a, so I, I've started this uh, interview process um, probably four months ago and um, done at least a dozen interviews. And I do feel like I'm getting to know people more. And uh, I think so in that sense, it's working. And in another sense, I think, I hope that it's, helping to bring people together uh, in a time that we're not usually gathering. And so, yeah, I, um, well, I've really enjoyed watching the interviews and it's, it's really great to hear 
because you don't get to talk about some of these things with people ever and you're not going to sit and just drill questions at somebody after church so it's really it's been really nice it's Uh, well and and i'm gonna start ministry i'm gonna add some of those i'm definitely gonna start asking people what they're binging on netflix because that that's a great question yeah do it (laughs) what are people watching yeah what are people watching i need i need suggestions because cobra kai is about done so i know that's a hard day yes it's a hard day yeah yeah well, Chris, um, continued blessings to you. Uh, this is, uh, you are such a joy to have as a member of our community and uh, you give so much and we, we thank you for all of your generous gifts uh, to, to St. Sebastian's Parish. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Blessings thank on the rest you. of your day. Okay, you too, John. Thanks. Bye-bye.